I can't even believe that this is a phrase today. Quote, alternative forms of committed relationships. Are you in an alternative form of a committed relationship? And better yet, does that alternative form of a committed relationship come before your marriage? I was reading an article from The Atlantic by Raina Cohen. It's titled, What if friendship, not marriage, was at the center of life? And it chronicles the story of Cammie West, who, when dating someone, looked at the person and said, Hey, look, this, my friend, she's my number one. She was there before you, she'll be there after you, so dude... Just want to make sure that you get this right. Now, sure, they're dating. That's a little bit different of a context. But this is what is seen in marriages today. This is what's seen when people say, hey, I'm out. I need a break. I need a vacation. I can't do this anymore. Because we prioritize other relationships above the commitment we've made to marriage. Now, there was a phrase that was very common among middle school and high schoolers about six years or so ago. It was, you're my bae. B-A-E. You may remember that or you may think, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I remember I would see, you know, all these girls posting on social media, with my bae, B-A-E. And I remember at one point finally asking one of my younger sisters, what the heck does that mean? Because I knew it had something to do with best friend. And so I kind of just ignored it in context. I figured it out. Oh, no, no. I was wrong. I did not get it. It was not best friend. It was B-A-E, my bae, stands for before all else. Now, this is the culture that's been formed in many young girls who are now of marriageable years. And they've had this attitude that, like, my friends really come first. Why? Well, I think it's because we've grown up, many, in a culture of not really seeing fidelity in marriages around us, uh, seeing a lot of abandonment, single parenting. Also, I think it has a lot to do with a lack of siblings. We don't really learn that tug and pull of giving and receiving and sacrificing and coming to terms with your own faults. And so a lot of young people have turned to this expression before all else with regard to their friends because they enter into emotion, intense emotional experiences with others. Very intense emotional experiences with others. Uh, relationships that we could call intimate. And I'm not talking about sexually intimate, but they are intimate because people are so hungry for friendship and connectedness and love. And it's so much so, so many women who want to wait till marriage, and men as well, to wait till marriage to engage in sexual intimacy, do so earlier on because they want that comfort and that companion. People who are raised with great values are surrounded by a culture that say, what's the big deal? Move in together. We so desperately long to be connected. And this could be in heterosexual relationships, It could be in platonic relationships with people of the same sex. But what's happening is that it's confusing many people about what is romance. Now, romance isn't strictly sexual, but they're starting to think, wow, I'm in this intimate relationship, and maybe it is something that's romantic. Maybe I should reconsider this. And so you have all these young people, especially young women, who are starting to say, well, maybe I am a lesbian. I actually have a friend who just a year or two ago we got together after um, 
some time and said, you know, Timory, I really have had to think about it. You know, I haven't dated anyone in a couple of years. I've not really had anyone who's piqued my interest. In my mind, I'm thinking, ding, 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 ding. You haven't been around anyone that would pique your interest. I know that for sure. And so she said, I really had to stop and ask myself, am I a lesbian? And I, <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I've known you for years. You've got to be kidding me right now. She said, no, I'm serious. And she's laughing at herself. She's laughing at herself asking this question. But she said, I have such intense, good friendships with some of the women I'm around that she started to have this mentality of that bay mindset. And we didn't, see, I didn't grow up with bays before all else phrases for friends, but a lot of women who are right around that quote-unquote quarter-life crisis age, as our culture is starting to point to it as, they're starting to think, hmm, maybe there's something to this alternative committed relationship. It's a sense of romance, but it's platonic, it's non-sexual. Well, this touches on the bigger problem that I mentioned a moment ago. Loneliness. In fact, our own Surgeon General emphasized that one out of five Americans report feeling alone and referred to this as a public health crisis. We need to take things like this seriously. Also, we know, and this is staggering when you look at it, 42% of adult Americans do not live with a spouse or a partner. So that means about... 58% of Americans live with someone who they're either married to or, in, or are in a, quote, committed relationship. But nearly half of the nation, for, I mean, 42%, more than 4 out of 10 people are not living with someone who they're saying, well, I'm committed but not all the way committed in marriage, or they're not in a marriage with. That's a significant number of people who are no longer getting married or even trying to play house and imitate marriage. So what can we learn about this? Attitudes with regard to marriage really go in this direction. They don't last and they aren't faithful. And so much of the rest of today's show will tie into this topic that we brought up at the beginning of the show. Permanence and fidelity. So attitudes about marriage believe that marriages don't last so they're not permanent. They go away, so I need to place emphasis on other relationships apart from committed marital relationships. And second, they aren't faithful. This goes directly against the foundation of what the sacrament of matrimony is and the exact vows that we take, that marriage is permanent and faithful. And then we don't even think about the fact that when we say that Let's say my best friend comes first before my spouse. We don't realize what impact this has if there are children. In fact, if we're even willing to allow children to enter in, because clearly we have other priorities with friendships before our marriage. Now, if there are children and that number one girlfriend comes first before your spouse, or flip it in the opposite direction, but this seems to be something that women in particular are dealing a little more with, with those girls, their girlfriends being first and edifying them. This goes against the idea of fruitfulness within marriage. It goes against the attitude that the children have the primacy within the marriage. 
And they're, they're to be honored and they're supposed to see fidelity between their spouses, but fidelity to them, the unconditional love that they come first. You see, cheating can come in various forms, not just physically engaging with someone who isn't your spouse. It can also come in the form of emotional cheating that we've discussed. But I think that it can also start with a different type of cheating. A cheating that has to do with putting other priorities first. A mission, a project, or a a different type of friendship. These alternative friendships. We have to remember that marriage is a vocation. It's a path of sanctification toward heaven. And it requires sacrificial love. Not my desires first and the friendships I would like to prioritize first, but the fact that I've entered into a marriage that has to do with faithfulness and permanence and fruitfulness that will absolutely transform me.